All right. Oh, Jesus Christ, right at the gate. All right. <sighs> okay, Jerry, would you sing My Bell Ruel? <clears throat> this is from Jay in New York. Uh, here. Yeah, yeah, but... What do you want? Do you, have the, do you have the internet? No, why do you need the internet to sing a song? Well, because I'm asked, it's like I have to sing this song like once a year or twice a year, and I don't know the words. It was the, it was the twelving day of ever. Well, yeah, I know the first part. It's, it's, <laughs> no, 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 it's like this. It's like the fucking Star Spangled Banner. Like, that's got like 20 verses. People know the first one. Oh, shit. Thanks, thanks, Gavin. This is not the first time uh, that Gavin has saved my ass. I'm, no, I'm looking at the search history. I'm also going to check out some of these pictures. Oh, it's, oh, it's actually, oh, it's not yours. It is your girlfriend's phone. That's even better. All right. Here we go. Oh, a silver. Oh, yeah. Here, hang on a second. <laughs> thanks for thanks for throwing it up in there, Mork. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. All right, my Bell Royal lyrics. Here we go. Who put these in here? It's so funny. I'm just saying, if somebody asks me to draw Gabe, I don't need to look at the fucking internet. <laughs> if someone asked you to sing Who a song... Started? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If someone asked you to sing a song, you would die where you stood. That's the difference. That's true. <laughs> Them snorts is back. Them snorts is real. All right, here we go. Twas the twelving day of ever fair when fell my maid of raven hair beneath her cloven standard of the wren. And damn that roiling goblin horde, we'd almost slain the overlord, but. I could never roll an elf again. The queen of bells and battle downs, she wore the title like a crown, and foes so deep a man would drown, but she still stood alone. A princess and a duchess both, and sworn to nine prestigious oaths, these duties they would take her to that twisting spire of stone against his tower silhouette she called out like a coronet and the green sea of his armies burst from warrens far below the pacts he'd made with demon kind had rent his thin and tattered mind and hellish princedoms occupied the arrow he let go they took her through the crowded square and laid her at the temple stair that sorcelled barb of air 
There stands a circlet on her brow that turns the blades of men around. But if Belruel could hear me now, this song would pierce her heart. It was the twelving day of ever fair. When fell my maid of raven hair Beneath her cloven standard of the wren And damn that roiling goblin horde And, and damn their hell-bound overlord But I could never roll an elf again Mike, Jerry, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's... God damn you, that's my shit. Is it, baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. I mean, is this going to be just songs? Is it going to be songs from hell to breakfast? Just songs the whole time? Oh, is this, oh there's a... There's a this, we have a whole concert series at night. If you want people on this stage to sing to you. I, I made sure that happened. <coughs> I am a sports-crazed jock and also a massive PA fan. Are there others out there like me, or am I alone in this vast and unfeeling universe? Adrian in Underhill, Vermont. Are there those who find joy in sport? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, we, we had this theory. I think we have a comic about the fact that football is like an RPG. It is. Like, I didn't, obviously, I, until my team won, I didn't give a shit. Um, I think the term is bandwagon. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I approach sports just as a, like a source of new words. So it's not like I don't really hang around very long. And then as soon as they do something dumb, I, I, you know, I play Hearthstone. Right? I got the pad right there. Um, no, I, I, think, I think in general, it's sort of like we always carved a space out for tabletop. <clears throat> there used to be a much firmer line between people who played video games and people who played tabletop games. And part of the reason we gave tabletop so much space was the hope that someone who thought that they were a video gamer would see that and be like, maybe that's for me too. Um, and I, I, think that, I think that if you're into systems, like really complex systems and predicting systems, I think that there's probably a lot of meat there. <clears throat> thank you for being vocal. Oh, this is red. Uh, thank you for being vocal about your mental health situation. Uh, I have a very similar thing going on to what Jeroid Holkongs described uh, as... That's, that's me, I think. Um, described as questioning the universe and my place in it at least once an hour. That's what my life is like, yes. Um, what would you say to someone who is on the fence about taking medication or is opposed to taking it when it very well might help, but is concerned with its side effects? I would say... This is from Omanthus Gargurial. Um, and the name could be a source of some of the depression. Honestly, that's on his parents. Get What's off up? the fence and take the medicine. Yeah. If, well, you to, if you go to the hospital and the doctor's like, you, dude, your leg is broken. And you're like, nah. Nah. I'm going to walk it. I'm going to rub some dirt on it. I'll walk it off. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to stuff these intestines back in. Yeah. No one thinks that. Sometimes you need medicine. 
Sometimes you need medicine. And so, and the thing that I would say specifically to uh, Omanthus Gargurial, uh, I'm going to look directly into the camera, Omanthus. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, no, I'm going to talk to them. But here's, here's the trick. So, and you can, see it in the, you can see it in the text of the question. What would you say to someone who is on the fence about taking medication or is opposed to taking it when it very well might help but is concerned with the side effects? There is a false assumption in this question, and that is that there are no side effects to not taking the fucking medicine. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, you're, you've got some side effects. That's not... Even why would you bring it up? Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying your dick is a little messed up. <laughs> Not in like a bad way, but it's definitely, it's behaving differently than it normally does, right? I mean, that's, I think that's fair to say. My dick has begun to write novels. <laughs> that's a side effect of like, no, no, I'm, let, let, me, let me get back to this thing. I would consider a side effect, if, if, listen, very well might help. If you, when he says questioning the universe, in the news post, I softened the language to the extent that I could because I didn't want to freak people out. I wanted there to be a little bit of ironic parentheses around it. But I don't, I'm not beholden to that. I have a hard time being alive on occasion. I'm not trying to freak you out. It's just very challenging to me, and I'm only saying it because if you feel like that too, maybe you will feel a marginal fraction less alone, right? If you feel suicidal, there's no question about whether or not you should try to take a medicine. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real authentic mental health concern, and you deserve to be happy, right? So... There are side effects to not taking the medicine. And listen, we're all super smart. I mean, that's, that's part of the reason why we're all here. We're all really, really smart people. We can convince ourselves, we can argue with ourselves for a long time. Explicitly to create negative outcomes, we're especially good at it, but that's not true. Um, no, the dick, do you, okay, all right. No, and it's not even bad. Like, some people would consider that like a plus, a boon. It takes way too long to have sex. Like, way I mean, too at long. At some point, you're like... Like, you're weirdly too sex. long. Yeah, you're like, really too long. Like, check your watch. Yeah, like, I'm done having... I should be done having sex by now. No, no, and it's just like... It's like... We got TV to watch. No, exactly. It's like, you know, you're going through... There's a check-in, right? It's like, it's a good policy. It's a check-in. It's like, is everybody still having a good time? <laughs> Yeah, if you have time for a is, questionnaire. Is this, is this something that we would like to continue doing? It sounds, now that you bring it up here, it sounds like an advertisement. Yeah. It's like, would you like to have sex for an hour and a half? All right. No. <laughs> um... Uh, any details on PAX Unplugged, uh, an AI session 
what do you have planned? Um, yeah, so it's, it's our mission. It's our mission to make Acquisitions Incorporated uh, PAX thing. So I mean, was, we actually had it for the first time at PAX South. Uh, brought in uh, Morgan. Morgan's going to be here with us again tomorrow afternoon at Acquisitions Incorporated. Joined by Chris Straub as his uh, headcanon OC character insert, Chris Straub. Um, so obviously look forward to that. Um, but in general, uh, one of the things I'm excited about trying to figure out is how we can sort of incorporate where role-playing is at now. When we started, when we did the podcast like a thousand years ago. Like a decade ago. Yeah, it's weird. And then... Uh, in fact, at PAX East was the first time we ever even attempted to do it live. Right. And we had one of the, we had one of the side theaters, like one of the 800-person theaters. And I was like, this is nuts. This is a stupid, like, why are we doing this? And then there was no room to sit down. So, yeah. so, so this is a weird thing about making stuff. Sometimes you don't know what you made. Sometimes it felt right to you and you put it out there. And then people respond to it in a way that you don't expect. And it took us a long time to figure out how important it was to you, and I apologize for that. Um, but now it's been honored by an incredible site. I don't know if you have you seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's ac inc. We love the dashes, I guess. Um, Acq-inc.com. It is the most beautiful, awful uh, website on earth. And um, but yeah, I think trying to figure out how role-playing as performance um, exists in a convention space, I think is one of our, uh, one of the chief opportunities at that show. Yeah, I remember uh, Gavin, Dave were working on that site. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it looks like a site from 1998, like early 2000s. There's like... PageMaker. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, oh, what, you know, we're really worried. What if people don't get that it's a joke? And I was like, if people don't get that this is a joke, I don't want them as a customer. <laughs> it's like, we, ha we, we have our people. This, this, is, this is the dividing line. Um, what is your go-to gamer food? Uh, I am partial to sesame sticks myself. This is from Lai in Pomona, California. Yeah, the sesame stick is a classic. Um, I am partial to fruit by the foot. I eat that fruit by the foot. Yeah, by the foot. By the foot. Have you found that, that a single fruit by the foot is insufficient? I need a couple feet of, of fruit, <laughs> at least. <clears throat> what tabletop RPGs have y'all played uh, besides D&D &D, uh, from Max in Virginia? I had a good time playing the, uh, the Star Wars one from Fantasy Flight. Yeah, with really the custom the, dice uh, storyteller type thing? Yeah, I really liked the way that the dice system worked in that one, where it was, it was one of these, like, even if you fail, something else happens. It's like, it's a yes and type of game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dice are coming up with things that aren't numbers. Yeah. It's honest, honestly, it's like divination almost. It is. <laughs> it's, like rolling, it's like rolling bones, and then the storyteller in that game is sort of like interpreting them in different ways. Uh, so that's, that's the Star Wars system from Fantasy Flight. And even though he's our friend, like Rodney's game... Oh, Dusk City Outlaws? Dusk City Outlaws is pretty great. Yeah, and so there's ideas in that Star Wars system and in, in Rodney's system that come from that 
like indie RPG tradition, yeah. um, of which there are lots and lots. Uh, if, you've, if you want to see something really, really wild, I was on a one-shot with uh, uh, It Me JP a few months ago in a game called Dogs in the Vineyard, which set, it actually set a lot of the indie RPG stuff in motion. Very story, it's very story-centric, uh, very story-forward. It's about characters. In fact, making your character is a part of the play session. So building your characters together and sort of seeing what other people do is a part of the game. It isn't something you have to do ahead of time. Um, and the world is basically like Mormon fan fiction. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. If, so if you look up that one, it's just called Dogs in the Vineyard One Shot. Uh, it's on JP's channel. It's, you know, four or five hours long, and it has an all-star cast. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I don't know how great a religion it is, but I've always felt like the Mormon stuff made for some great sci-fi. Like the idea that our God came from this planet called Kolob, like, that's some cool shit. Let's see, Mike and Jerry. Penny Arcade has grown uh, from a business devoted entirely to three JPEGs a month. Well, initially one JPEG, if you'll yeah. recall. Uh, we, were, we were wondering if we could do three uh, a week. Uh, barely. Yeah, barely. Uh, to an empire comprising board games, performance art, international conventions, television shows, and more. Um, do you foresee a future where the comic adventures of Gabe and Tycho fade away and Penny Arcade becomes a company of a different sort? Uh, or is the core comic vital to the continuation of the brand? Uh, this is from Nora in Oregon, who is a friend of mine. Um, <clears throat> I, think that that was, I think that that was really what this last year was about was deciding that Penny Arcade really still is about the comic um, and making sure that our company was pointed in that direction. Yeah, I think that, I think that the comic is... Well, we have different philosophies on exactly how it works, but we agree on what has to be done. I think that the comic is basically a relationship that we have with readers. Um, that I try to embroider in the news post, and then the, the comic is just the way that we keep talking. The comic is just like the baseline of the conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's, there's lots of different things that we can do and can be, um, but I find all of them really exciting. Uh, and this, is, this, is, this year is actually just getting started with that stuff. Uh, Jerry, would you ever entertain the idea of writing an Acquisitions Incorporated novel? Or, or do you think those adventures are best kept as the live performance they are? That's really interesting. I had not considered that. Hmm. Uh, I have considered trying to do, I have considered a comic. Uh, Doing AI a, comic, yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah, and, and doing an Acquisitions Incorporated comic. I know who, who, who I would do it with. Um, <clears throat> I've got that chosen already. Um, and is, things are moving forward. Is it, is it me? No. All right. Um, but um, I think there's lots of things that Acquisitions Incorporated could be. In terms of the novel, the, the, if the first time Acquisitions Incorporated enters a book form, I think that that should be in a, a campaign guide, like a traditional, like a real Acquisitions Incorporated book that you can grab and then you know, run your friends through starting a franchise. Like, 
What we need is... That's the uh, fantasy for me. R.A. Salvatore, right? Like, we need to get him to write the AI novels. <laughs> that tie-in. Yeah, exactly. Like, just completely, just like, completely, like, not just metaphorically, but literally franchise the whole thing out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, to Jerry and Mike, uh, I understand Scott Kurtz is no longer part of AI. Are you and Kurtz still friends? I really hope so. This is from uh, Hey Guy in Israel. I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. It sound, it, it, it's either Hey Guy or Haggai. Ha, oh, ha, the, AI is, the AI are pronounced independently? Haggai. Thank you so much. Oh, man. This is that is, Haggai? Yeah. Are you? Are you <laughs> no. Okay. Oh. Uh, no, I just know about vowels. Um, yeah, I, uh, I will always love Scott. Yes. Like a brother. Um, there are very few people in this world that I actually do like. Um, I'm just not good at liking people. It's hard to make friends. Yeah. And, uh, and Scott, is, Scott is in that list. Yeah. He, it's, like, it's like when uh, the drummer leaves to form their own band. Um, you know what I mean? I was never in a band. Yeah. But it happens. No. It happens. <clears throat> Jerry. Uh, VTM question, by which they mean Vampire the Masquerade. Um, what was your flavor? What was your favorite clan? What was your favorite clan to play? Why? Uh, any good stories from the times when you played? Oh God, don't don't start me on this. Um, <clears throat> this is from Jacob Bayless in Center City. Oh, didn't uh, you like know the Prince of Spokane or something like that? No, I, I, I'm not sure that Spokane has a prince. God, no. but, being the prince of Spokane is, I don't think that's, I don't think that's really an elevated status. Really? I think if someone found out you were the prince of Spokane, they'd be like, ugh. He'd be, no, he'd be like, the prince of Spokane works at the register at McDonald's. Like, that's not. Well, by day. <laughs> yeah. no, it's vampires. They can't come out then. Um, but the night shift vampire at the drive-thru, I'm into this. Yeah. Um, Got the eye makeup on. Yeah. No, my Vampire the Masquerade period um, definitely had some uh, Malkavian aspects. Uh, it was, these were dark times. These were, these were dark times Everybody laden with vampire sex. What's that? Thank you. Yeah, didn't you, like, have sex with a witch in a cemetery or something? You keep bringing them out. I don't even, I'm, that's awesome, man. I'm not saying that that's bad. That's fucking rad. Oh, God. All right. I, it's just, okay. Just after, just after this. Leaving little acorns full of milk for the fairies. Dude, I don't, you, you need to leave all of it. You need to leave all of it inside. Don't let it come out of the mouth. Motherfucker, you think I don't got it? You think I don't have? I know you have it. You've brought it out before. You're, you're, you're testing a motherfucker is what you're doing. Um, hey, I got another purple envelope from the Twitch Prime. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> sorry. Oh, hold on. No, sorry. That's like the dad. Like, I heard the, I heard the baby, and then, like, I went into dad mode. Sorry. It is going to be all right, though. You'll see. If, you have a, if the baby starts freaking out, I know how to do it. <laughs> I've had two of these things. Um, <clears throat> question for Jerry. 
How does it feel on the morning after your victory to have, to, yes, to have control of the watch after your crashest of victories last night? This is from Corin Fox. Uh, it feels exquisite. Um, I mean, ultimately, it, it, ultimately, Dave, would you say that ultimately it became a kind of performance art? After round three, uh, we experimented with novel team compositions. And there was a point, there was a point um, when I was hanging out, as the warlord, my job generally is just to hold down the home, the home fires. And I was looking out, like literally looking out from this elevated position down on the field of battle. And I saw it as though through my own eyes. I saw the two Shugoki. Are you familiar with the Shugoki? It's a, va it's a hulk of a, a warrior on the samurai faction that basically has a gigantic spiked bat. And we had two of them this time. And I saw them just run straight through the middle of the map. And then I saw the enemy run away. <clears throat> and this is a game about fighting. No, every time I saw those guys, I just turned and ran. No, it, it was, it got bad. And then, and then, but obviously we had, I, I want to thank uh, Anthony Kongfan and uh, Fairlight Excalibur uh, for coming up on stage. Super, super big fans of those guys. Um, and, but Fairlight is very good. There was a period of time where uh, we had been, where three people on our team had been disconnected. And Fairlight was able to hold down oh, yeah. three or four people at a time. He's not playing the same game. No. <clears throat> I mean, I know technically he's playing the same game. No, hearing him... You come up against him, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, he's, he's at a different place. He has a, a technique with the warden that he calls the Vortex. Oh, yeah, I, I experienced the Vortex. <laughs> I, uh, Did you I, find the Vortex difficult to escape? Yeah, I had to ask him afterwards. I'm like... So how do you get away from the vortex? He's like, oh, well, it's very counterintuitive. There's really only one way to escape the vortex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like talking about Fight Club or some shit. Like, yeah. it's nonsense. Um, but then, but when we were able to do the 1v1 after, I won't belabor the point, but You're I have belaboring. a 10-minute presentation. If we could, no. <clears throat> um, the 1v, like, generally speaking, on the site, I've been very clear about this. Like, I play, I play video games because I like the experience, I like the stories, I like the systems. But I'm not competitive in either definition. Like, I'm not competitive insofar as, like, I'm a competitor, uh, nor do I, generally speaking, amass a level of skill necessary for victory. And I, I was not, like, I actually... You practiced hard. Yeah, I, 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 discovered, I discovered a new self. Yeah, this was easily the most technical game we've had to, to try and learn for the watch, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be like some brawler, like some button mashy brawler. And if you go in there like that, you will get devoured. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, Mike, I'm getting married in 2018. Uh, oh, what? that reminds me. Oh, today is my 17th. Wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting married in 2018. What do you think someone should know about marriage? Any tips for success in the long term? Marriage is uh, not necessary for long-term loving relationships. 
is the first thing I would say. If you are feeling trapped, it's not too late, Mark. Um, <laughs> wow. If you feel like you've been pressured into it, if you feel like the photographer is wrong, uh, use that as a ripcord. God, the wedding. Ugh. Use, use some of that money on a ticket. Uh, no, you had really good advice. Did it come from Grandma Shirley? If you are going to bed mad, just take off all your clothes. Yeah, that's the classic. Wasn't that the advice that you got? <clears throat> well, no, because the, 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 the standard one is don't go to bed angry. But she's a, she is a very intelligent, strategic woman. Yeah. And simply not going to bed angry is, is you know, one way. But there's obviously there's techniques. Um, and one of the techniques is, is having an opportunity on occasion to remember why you got into all this. Um, the tips for success in the long term is that is you're going to find it very difficult to take care of your larvae um, if you're not into each other. Like yeah. you, you, you actually have to, you have to remember why. Because there's going to be a point in this where neither of you have slept for three days and, you know, you have to make it through that. <laughs> yeah, and as they get older, like the thing we've discovered... You really have to be a team, because it's you against these children. <clears throat> no, no, and the, the children, there's like, it's almost like a, a Tai Chi thing. Yeah. Like, they know where the weak points oh. are instinctively. They, and they pit you against each other. Like, they'll come to you, they'll come to me and ask me something, and I'll think for a second, like, did you already ask your mother this? And she said no. <clears throat> And you're just trying to get me in trouble, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah, they'll, do, they'll get each other in trouble, and they'll get fucking you in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so don't let them do that. Um, just always ask first, did you, did you ask the other parent? Right. And also, what works, really well at, at my, what works really well at my house is that when they try to do stuff like that, I say, you know that your mom is my best friend, right? You know that we're a team, and we agree on everything, Against even if we don't. you. We do not, I guarantee you. But if they come to me, there's a, it's, it's, the, um, it's the, the Great Wall of the North. Um, so, Jerry, with Mike's propensity for being a, you know, sickly, frail man, is it time to dump him? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the text, brother. <clears throat> um, True. Is it time to dump him and just take over drawing the comic yourself? Ha! Thomas, ha, I say. Yeah. Thomas from KC Mo. Uh, listen, there is a comic strip in the archive that is literally like about semicolons. And you don't want that. Well, some of you may want it. Some, some of you lexical fetishists... What's actually required, I think, is a second comic where we can really, really get into, like, you know, what happens when parentheses fuck? Um, all right, Dave, be still. Okay? Just lock your shit down. Jerry, I am ready to buy Penny Arcade branded coffee. When can I? Caffeine hound. Uh, the Pacific Northwest, a.k.a. Coffee Town. 
that would require an incredible, that would require some difficult processes to be instituted. They're not possible. I, I, think, I think that the questions come from, so we did our annual Child's Play charity dinner and auction, which is always an incredible experience and you should consider it as a trip. Um, <clears throat> we know exactly what to do with those donations and we appreciate them. Um, but at the, at the event, uh, I wanted to offer something that was different. And so I have a, I mean, I can roast coffee at home. I've been doing it for about 10 years. And uh, I was like, hey, is anyone interested? Like, I'll be your personal roaster for a year, basically. I'll send you like a news, I'll send you like a, a newsletter. Gavin made me an awesome logo because uh, the newsletter is called Flavor Text. <laughs> and um, so every month they get a pound of coffee and then I send them a letter that tells them about it, like where it's from, coffee, like way, way deep nerd history, like lore, coffee mysticism, all kinds of, like for real, like I, this is like my other thing. And um, it got to like $7,000. And then, but there was still two hands up when it was a $7,000. I'm like, can I just do it for both of you and you'll both pay $7,000? And they said yes. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm three months into it now. I keep sending it out. And I know that Dave would love to design this logo and the bag. I know that, I know that we could make it a really fun experience, but I, I'd, have to, I'd have to work with some of the local like, roasteries I know to do that kind of volume. But if I keep, if I keep hearing stuff like that, it'd be interesting to do like a small-scale, like, hyper-artisanal thing that's got newsletters or simple comics or something like that. I don't know. Like, that's my thing. That's like my other thing. Jerry, what's the deal with fronds? Um, and carapaces, tentacles, mandibles, venom sacs, unhinged jaws, etc. Is it just weirdness? Like, are you down with star-nosed moles or pistol shrimp? Should we call you an affrondianato? Uh, this is an or from an organic robot in space. Um, <clears throat> so I was talking about uh, yesterday we were talking about like what sorts of words that I like and I like words that sort of taste like food when you say them so it's like carapace like the mouth shape tentacles mandibles like I like words that feel like chewing like it's just satisfying to me um, and uh, I, I love bugs <laughs> like too much oh shit twitch prime twitch prime Reach a pram. Fangy. Question for Mike and Jerry. If you could revive any game franchise, which would you pick? This is the fucked up thing. The era that we live in, people keep reviving all the shit I want. Yeah, really. Like, we, we live in the age of resurrection. This is like biblical. This is like some revelations type shit. It's like just coming out of the grave. I would have said XCOM, but Jake Solomon, I want to thank Jake Solomon for doing the keynote, by the way. Jake Solomon remade XCOM in a way that lets you go back to XCOM and it's not a purely nostalgia-driven exercise. Like, he remade it in a way that feels new again. Like, that's a gift. Um, you look at what's going on with, um, like, Wasteland. Like, Wasteland was the first game I ever bought with my own money. They kickstarted Wasteland 2 that's crazy good. Um, 
you know, <clears throat> Bethesda brought back Fallout, I would have said that that, was one, that would be one that I'd like. God, I don't even know where to start. I would bring back Wetrix from the Dreamcast. <laughs> it's a game about 12 people probably played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's legit. That's legit, actually. I think that Republic Commando got a bad shake. Oh, yeah, Republic Commando would be great. Republic Commando had a cool story. Um, it get wasn't... Karen to write it again? Yeah, yeah, get Karen to write it again. Uh, I always like it when a Star Wars story moves the camera away from crazy space wizards and from all the people that have to live in the universe they fucking ruin. Um, yeah, so I, the Republic Commando was, a, was a, a cool, tragic story, I thought. Uh, Jerry, you said at PAX Oz that Lookouts had moved from a novel to a screenplay. Any updates? When can I expect to take my four-year-old nephew to an Ironwood film? Uh, so that is true. Part of it was that there was, a, if you go to lookoutsshortfilm.com, you'll see a really, really interesting, um, like, short film, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, that Has everybody here seen that? Most people? Yeah, it's really, really neat. people haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Is there a way we could show it here? Like on the screens during our... We could. I don't know. If somebody backstage can make that happen. Yeah, no. you guys look at that. It's, like, um, it's not very long. No, it's not very long. But it's, it's really, really cool. And um, it's sort of going around to festivals, and occasionally we're getting strange nibbles about trying to do a longer format version of that. Uh, and so I'm working with a screenwriter on fleshing out some of that stuff, but even if, even if it went that way, um, the, I, that's very different from the idea I had for the, for the book or the novel. Um, if you like the Ironwood, there is, there is an ongoing process that is sort of behind all those projects. So Thornwatch uh, got kickstarted, and it was the easily the most successful Kickstarter we've ever done, which to me is an indication that that's something we need to be focusing on. So uh, that's, that's going apace. We have a bunch of cool artists on the project. The second game in that series is The Lookouts, and so that would require um, a lot of lore fleshing out that would almost certainly be of value when it came time to write uh, short stories and things like that. So The Ironwood is a multi-year project of continual uh, embroidering of that uh, concept. And um, yeah, you, you, you can and should expect there to be surprising developments in that context. This is the same as the marriage question from before, but that's fine. Same things, um, naked, kids, all right. <clears throat> I'd be careful with that one, but. <laughs> Mike and Jerry. Yeah. You find yourselves in a Hunger Games-style arena. This is one of these Dungeon Master questions. Um, where you must duel to the death and have access to any tools or supplies you think might aid you in your quest. What devious traps or weapons do you think would, you could create to defeat the other and obtain the sweet, sweet nectar we call victory? It would actually be very, very easy. It would be very easy to kill you. It would be very easy to kill you. It would be easier to kill you. It would be easier to kill you. You would be the easiest to kill. No. It is you who would be killed. Sir. You could be killed so easily by just poisoning some beef jerky and leaving it on the ground. <laughs> if I just left 
a strip of poisoned beef jerky in the woods, you would just eat it and die immediately. You know that's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've thought about this. Yeah. Well, so there's different, there's different like traditional gifts. Like, you know, it's like if you've been married for a certain number of years, it's like, hey, this is the silver anniversary. You know, you get a train car or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live that long. Train car anniversary. It, what, it doesn't matter. If somebody gave me a train car, I wouldn't complain. No. Um, but the way that it goes is at South, for some reason, people give me beef jerky. And they also give me beef jerky at Pax Oz, like lots of it. And I eat it all. Like, I don't even, I don't even look at it. Like, there have been, t there have been times, because I'll have, I'll have my laptop open in bed. I eat beef jerky in bed. That's, that's, that's a bad sign, right? Yeah. That's not a good sign. Well, so, so I have, anyway, I have, I have the laptop open. And then I'm reaching over. I'm reaching over into the bag and then just putting it in there and there have been times, Michael, where I have reached over and got the bag and bitten it once. You love jerky. I, I just like, at first it's like, this is a different kind of jerky, but then I, I quickly realize that it is not jerky in yeah. fact and that it is another material. But the reality is that you will eat anything that people bring you. And listen, I'm not saying you guys are great. I'm sure that none of you would try to kill us. But... These are strangers. Are you saying that there is a danger associated with strangers? I'm saying that there is a, a stranger danger. For lack of a better term. Yeah, it, it would take one weirdo, and then you'd be dead. Thank you. I just don't think it's a good idea to eat strange jerky. Call me crazy. Oh, hey, so do you want to check out that Lookouts thing? It's like 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and hit it. Just you keep, work. you keep working, though. I have to keep working. Don't not work. I'm gonna. I might watch a little bit of it. If, if you stop working, I'll kill you. I got time. I got 40 minutes. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'm already coloring. Not kill me. What is a basilisk? a basilisk. It is a creature 
best left outside your dreams should you hope for any sleep tonight. Now, close your eyes and ferry your thoughts to calmer waters. Tomorrow brings no creatures from the forest shadows. Just a day of work for the two of us to see it done. Mother, am I to kill this beast? You are to try. You found is the common fern. And basically everywhere. What is it again? Search for the root of Desrin. Or Penifin. It's not quite the season. But find it quickly, Scouts. With a sash, a real injury. Would it approach infection? It would. And your excitement is alarming. Here! There's something over here! Steady, Pen. You've gone too far. Quickly, boys. This flower, it holds a light. So it does. That is the poison glow of a cinder leaf. Beauty rarely seen outside the bleak. Is it the root? No, but it's a very special flower found only at the foot of this type of rock. Now, now you see how it grows from within the base itself. They say it marks the scars of Earth where winged titans pass. A basilisk. That's right. Heed this flower's warnings from songs of old. The basilisk will make its home in groves of cinder leaves and stones. Now go. Come on. Go and find the route to save my leg. Let's go. You boys will earn your next badge of merit.
Have you any bones left unbroken? A few. Well, not a total loss, then. Come on. Has she gone? She has. The victory for the daughters of Iowood. Did it look bad? No, it did. Worse, actually. I think I heard a woman scream. Thought that was you. Might have been. That was difficult to watch. Well, then you should have a closer look. Oh, you want to go with me, eh? All right. Good. Find your targets. There we go. One more time. Come on. Now strike! trial as lookouts, a badge not easily won. Basilisk is quick and fearless. So must you be. But light deceives this beast. Search not the sky, but the forest floor. What moves between the trees will crawl in darkness on the soil. So let its shadow be your guide.
Yeah. I really like the lookouts. David and, David and Kristen put that together. It's a fan work. It's incredible. <clears throat> all right. Um, yeah, it's, all right, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> I went to another place there for a little while. Uh, the I would. So, uh, a few months ago, by the time you read this, I endeavored to get out of a bad situation and was helped by several Penny Arcade-affiliated people uh, Jerry and Gavin, as well as others who may choose to remain anonymous. Obviously, I wanted to thank you all furiously, but I have a question. You've said before that Penny Arcade has 10-year plans, and as someone who struggles with depression and anxiety, I find it hard to construct a 10-day plan. Uh, what is the best method for envisioning and striving for one's future while not being overwhelmed by the anxiety that comes with such far vision? Uh, thanks for everything that you have done and do. Uh, Nora, the girl who makes them hug at South. So, um, yesterday at the Q&A, we were talking about writing. So someone wanted to know how to write long things. They know how to write short things, but they don't know how to write long things. And I have the same challenge. And I, I talked to John Scalzi, which I mentioned. And the key that he gave me was that you, just, you write short things until you have enough short things to make a long thing. Um, and I think that that's the same plan right here. If you're having a hard time constructing that short-term plan, um, you have to find the things that you enjoy and invest yourself in them. Uh, especially if you're younger. This is, this is a really, really important thing to note. If you are a young creator and you see something like a PAX or a Penny Arcade, we did not, when we started, we were not Penny Arcade. Like the Penny Arcade that exists now in quotation marks, right? We entered a contest and lost, and then decided to keep going because we were just mean and uh, wouldn't be, you know, couldn't be stopped, basically. Because we were, yeah. we were too dumb to see the obvious fact that it was not ready for prime time or you know, that they determined, that this gatekeeper here determined that there was no audience for the work that we were making, or they, they turned out that they were wrong. It turned out that they were wrong, but you don't always know that at first. What you have to do is you have to invest yourself in things that are meaningful to you, and especially if you're a young creator, you have to cut yourself some slack. When you see something like this, it took a long time to build, and it took a lot of people working for a very long time to do it. You ha you're not gonna, when you start out, it isn't gonna be like that yet. You have to engage in some self-care uh, up front and uh, recognize that these things take time. And that, you know, when we first started, one of the first things that we made was sand, which was sort of like a sci-fi western kind of thing. And we had printed them out and uh, made them available at different counters in our town for like a quarter we weren't actually ready to write sand yet. We weren't ready to write sand until 16 years later when we could really execute on it and in a way like make good on the idea that the younger versions of ourselves had. So you have to work on a bunch of things until you spin that tumbler the right way. Um, and you may not even know when you find it at first, but you have to invest yourself in things that are meaningful to you. Hopefully that's helpful, Nora. Uh, the old Dark Sun campaign, 
that Jerry ran was mentioned a while ago in a Q&A, and it brought up fond memories. Has there been any movement to add additional RPG content beyond AI? Like, I bet Straub running Ravenloft would be cool, or something notorious like the Tomb of Horrors would be rad. Uh, dungeons, but not dragons, uh, from a place with too many dragons. Um, I think that's all kinds of interesting. I mean, the, the next big um, role-playing thing that we're going to do uh, with, you know, as Penny Arcade is going to be Acquisitions Incorporated, the C-Team, um, which starts next week, and I'm super excited about that uh, popping up on Twitch. But um, you know, if, if, if that was well-received, I mean, I'm not, I'm not averse to trying to explore other types of systems. Uh, I just, I love role-playing, and I, I, I specifically like watching live role-play uh, as it happens uh, on Twitch streams. I would like to try new games and new systems. Oh, yeah. We've talked about the idea of doing AI in another setting. Like, what does AI look like in Star Wars? Like, it's still Jim, like he, but now he's a Jedi, right? <laughs> I think that would be fun as hell. I do too. Here comes the Twitch Pram question. Uh, have you ever used a second monitor to watch a, a Twitch stream of a live Q&A when you were supposed to be doing work? How did, <laughs> how did that work out for you? I think this is a meta. Yeah. This is a meta entry. I think that if I were to watch, understand that my work is doing live Q&As on Twitch streams. <laughs> so I think that if I were to have the Twitch stream up of me doing the Twitch stream, but set back five or six seconds, I think that I would quickly be driven mad. I think that there's like some space-time continuum situations there, Daft Dev. Yeah, when I'm doing the drawing streams on Tuesday, I have a separate monitor, and I have the Twitch stream up there so I can watch the chat. Yeah. And for a while, I had it set up so that I could actually see the drawing, like the whole window. Was Too there. much? And so I'm, I'm drawing it here, and then I'm watching myself draw it a second or so later. I had to zoom it in so that all I could see was chat. Like, yeah. I can't have that other part there. Now, can we get an update on those strip search folks? Uh, some of them pop up in surprising places. I guess Nick is doing Thornwatch art. That's true, yeah. So Nick is doing uh, the, the paintings for the map tiles. Um, he's super talented. And uh, Amy is in the C-team. Yeah, Amy, Amy Falcone is in the C-team as Walnut Dung Grass. Yeah, the, the G is silent, right? Or the K? It's, I don't know. It's dank grass. Let's, let's be let's clear. Let's be very clear. Uh, Katie has been working in our office for years, but she's now actually moving to California to, uh, she's got some like animation deals that could be pretty big for her. Yeah. No, it's, it's I'm pretty. I'm so proud of all of them. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Obviously, Erica Moen's killing it. Erica's doing great. Uh, with uh, Ojoy Sex Toy and, uh, I mean, it's, it's funny, like I'll, I'll get into a new podcast and then the farther I get back in the archive, eventually she has done an interview with all of them. At one point or another. Tavis is doing uh, Binwin's Minions. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're all, God, they're all just rock stars. Yeah. It's a real, real good crop. Oh, wow. Will you guys ever do another strip search? <laughs> if so, when? If not, why not? Um, you know, strip search, not to tantalize you over much, but strip search has been this close at least three times. Um, really, it's about uh, how do we set up 
It, it, need, it needs some kind of a, a sponsor, because the first one was, it turns out that like renting a lake house and um, doing all the rest of that stuff and then putting everyone up in hotels for a week. It turns out that there's some hard costs associated with it. Um, it who knew? Uh, but basically, it, I'm not averse to it at all. It really is a matter of just trying to put together that, just the basic funding for it. And you know, in the modern internet, there's all kinds of ways to do that. Strip's done. Oh. Yeah, I was wondering why you were getting up, and I was like, oh, shit. I'm leaving. See ya. Well, hold on. So, with 25.20 left? 25 minutes left. Smooth, dude. Uh, tell us a cool story about Chris Straub. I bet he smells nice. He smells like cinnamon and cardamom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Straub fan from elsewhere. He apparently has a very large penis. Have you heard this? I have heard this as well, and not from, from one multiple person. Multiple people. Yeah, it, I guess he it's... has like a a ridiculously big penis. So and, I assume it must be true. Well, no, and it's prehensile. That's what I heard. I I hadn't heard that. No, about fifty percent of those strips drawn, drawn with the penis. Yeah, drawn, that's impressive. Drawn in the southern way. Wow. Um, no, Chris. Chris is a Chris is a good friend of mine. We keep uh, we keep talking about making songs, and I think that we should have one here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, there are times where I will come into the office, and I'll see you in Chris's office, just like on the floor playing the guitar. Yeah, just picking and strumming. Yeah, there's a lot of balladry. I could do without you referring to him as better Mike. Is that superior Mike? Superior Mike. Yeah, <laughs> that's hurtful <laughs> and not necessary. Yeah. Uh, but Chris Straub is also in the C-team. It's, it's the C-team is basically just an excuse to get a bunch of rad people in there uh, on a regular basis and uh, kick it in front of some cameras for your amusement. Where would you hide your treasure? Uh, this is from Murdoch in Montreal. Where would we hide our treasure? Like you have to, I guess you have to hide it in like an island in the sand. Somewhere. Well, that's, uh, that's traditional. Oh. I mean, well, you should, if it, we're not doing traditional, you should put it in the bank. <laughs> right? Like a safety deposit box. That's where I would hide it. I'm, I'm, hide it. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you guys and Scott Kurtz still cool? This is like, this is like some Snoop Dogg Same and Gray question. stuff. Um, there seemed to be more collaboration and office sharing a few years ago than there is now, with a notable exception of Acquisitions, Inc., it almost seems like you got a divorce and PA got custody of Chris Straub. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, they hadn't been working together for a while. Um, after Scott left the office, um, a lot of their, a lot of Toonhound initiatives started to get spun up big. And so for Scott, I think right now, um, and he's older than us, too, and I think that that might be part of it. I'm not saying that, like, to be mean. Yeah, he definitely had some kind of revelation, I think. And he said as much in his post where he's like, I really only want to do things that I own now. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I, I don't totally. have any problem with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's going he's gonna to focus on that stuff. So that means Table Titans. It means the, the Patreon associated with that that has RPG content. Benwin's Minions. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. That's he's, all his. Yep, he's doing his own shit. Uh, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Um, also, are there any plans for a new season? The snort. Uh, are, are there any plans for a new season of PA the series? Uh, this is from Ben. 
I'm right behind you. No. Um, yeah, so what's weird, right, is that strip search, technically speaking, at least from our perspective, strip search was a season of PA the series. There was a, a point at which where we sort of considered PA the series to be like an anthology type thing where, you know, each season there would be a different type of thing. Yeah. So right now we're focusing on... Right now, we're focusing on uh, the Twitch stuff, and we're focusing on The AI. Twitch stuff, is, it makes a lot of sense for us. Like, we're usually playing games anyway. We're on Twitch right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so hanging out in that room and playing games on Twitch makes a lot more sense than having a camera crew follow me and my family around <laughs> while we're doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, find it, I find it super interesting, but there will be other series. Like, hopefully, we can put together another uh, acting series for you. You have, you have a question? I got version? one. Yeah. Uh, for reals, book 10, what the fuck? Uh, this is from NB, I don't know what that is, The Land of Ice and Snow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there was a book 10. It turns out that, that we printed the wrong book. Uh, and so we had to destroy that book, and now we're printing another one. Um, um, but the main thing is that I'm actually written ahead multiple books. Yeah. Uh, so once, once the floodgates open on this, um, it's going to start to flow pretty regularly now. I, this, there, was, there was a lull there, and I'm sorry about that, but a lot, uh, the writing task is done for two solid books, and then I had another half year after that. That is, this is Mike and Jerry, What is Love? And we know the answer. It's why Baby Don't a red envelope? No more. I'm not sure why that's a red envelope. I'm this not is sure. from Eric at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what they expect the answer to be uh, that it is in a red envelope. Hey, we know that you are both omnivore gamers due to the wide variety of video games covered by the comic strip. What we don't know is what you would consider your favorite genres uh, or genres of video game. What is your favorite game of the last five years? Uh, from Will in Lancaster, Ma. I was actually talking to Kara about this the other night. I, I'm not done with it or anything like that, but I feel like Zelda is probably my favorite game. You, really? Already? My favorite game. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, as far as like genre, I don't know what you would call it, but Darksiders, like where you're, it's got cool combat, it's got exploration, it's got puzzles. It's like an adventure platformer. I mean, it's basically, it's like yeah, um, Uncharted. That? No, not Uncharted. Uncharted has shitty combat. Oh, oh, oh you mean like, like in your face? Yeah. Like, like technical, you... like technical combat. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be technical, but, like, it has to feel good and be exciting to play it. Action-adventure? Action-adventure puzzle platformer. With, with it harbingers. It really Zelda. I mean, yeah. Darksiders is just Zelda with rad art. Right. Those, those are the Zelda, games that I like. It's Zelda where you play as death. Yeah. Are you following through on your idea to regularly redraw the one final comic in whatever the current drawing style is. Uh, this is from The Watcher in Polaroid Land. Uh, no, I have not. I have not been redrawing the final strip each year. Yeah, and I, I, feel, like, I, I feel like it's not the right strip anymore. Really? Yeah, do you, do you think that it's still right? Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Because I've grown up. No, we can't let that stop us. <laughs> No, no, no. That, that is going to be the final strip. <laughs> what is the deal with Mike's frail human husk? 
Uh, I don't know, man. Has he tried not being sick or not getting hernias? Um, also, does he know it's usually the frail and injured ones that are picked off by predators <laughs> such that the rest of the herd may survive? Uh, this is from definitely not an alpha predator. Um, <laughs> well, I'm safe then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, definitely not in the immediate vicinity. So pure safety for you. Yeah. Uh, no, He's I think right that th since Christmas, I think I have maybe had three straight days of feeling healthy. Well, it's been a real shit show. Because you were out of the office because you were sick right before this show. I mean, you seem to have... I'm recovering. Yeah, I'm on the upswing right now. But, uh, yeah, I... I keep getting sick, and it sucks. Um, for me, a lot of it, it always comes from these goddamn kids. Like, they come... Yeah, this, is, this is more marriage advice. Noah Get goes one of those to, uh, weird balls for your kids and just let them sort of exist in their own stew. Yeah. Just roll them from place to place. Noah went to uh, one of these indoor swim birthday parties. Oh, no. And it's like 20% mucus. You're just swimming in urine. And... So no, he, he, they come out and like thick cords of it just slip off yeah. back into the pool. So he like comes, an eel. He comes back just coughing and sneezing, and I know, I know, I'm gonna get it. As soon as, as soon as I see him cough, I'm like, well, no, I get it next. No, the cough right into your fucking mouth. Like, oh yeah, they don't give a shit. shit. And I'm like, son, stay away from me. You They're feel climbing that, all over you. No, you, you feel that mist on your tongue, and it's like, well, here we go. Yeah. As, as soon as I can put together like. A solid seven days of feeling healthy. I'll feel pretty good. That'll be great. Jerry and Mike, what are the most embarrassing questions we have asked you? Has it been questions about your wieners? Um, it has, hasn't it? No, we talk about our wieners. I don't mind talking about a wiener. Like, no, no, no. I'm an expert. Yeah, because we talked about the vasectomies. We I, talked I've, got, about, I've got 41 years of experience. We talked about how you, just, you can just go and go now. I don't know. It's just hit up my mentions. You it know what I mean? is, and you know, I'm, I'm I think in the Westin. Like we could get this done before lunch is over. We've talked about actually this. no, block some time out. Yeah, I will. I think both of us will do this. We will say embarrassing things to get a laugh. Oh yeah, no, we are we are just fuel for this thing. Yeah, I mean, the whole comic is just making fun of us. Yeah, making fun of ourselves. You got, you got Twitch Prime. Thank you. What's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, here. Enjoy. It's it? for me? Give it a try. What a treat. Twitch Prime. Oh, it's a red question. Jerry. <laughs> you... You once answered the question, are you happy, with no, but I'm trying. Have you made any progress? Are you still trying? This is Jesus Siren. Christ. I, if I don't, if I can answer this for you. Try it. I think that we, you we've are. Had, we've had some very complicated conversations. We've had some talks. Yeah. You are trying, and I think that you have made progress. Yeah. Um. I have been very happy to see it. It makes me happy to see you investing in making yourself happy. When you say nice things... You don't know if it's a trap. Admiral Akbar is in my mind. Yeah. 
It's a trap. It's a fucking trap. That was a pretty good Admiral Akbar, actually. I feel like. <laughs> there has to be that sort of like um, punch. Yeah. How, okay. How much of a donation to Child's Play would it cost for a one-night stand with a Minifus Harroward drawn in full costume? <laughs> this is from Chainsaw Dragon, which doesn't seem like a good one-night stand for me. No. Um, with it's a for chain the kids, though. You no, have to do it. With a chainsaw or a dragon, I mean, these are both negatives. You put them together. Hundred bucks? <laughs> Well, the, the question... 20 Given my current status, the question is, would a single night be enough no. to even get it done? No. They would have to block out an entire week. Is there such, is there such thing as a two-night stand? <laughs> yeah, if you have to take a break to hydrate, like, halfway through... No, no, it's no. too long. I don't have to take a break to hydrate. I have those misters, like, in the grocery aisle. Oh, right. <laughs> Just constantly spraying you. Just every five minutes, yeah. you just see the um, And you're just, just reinvigorated. Ugh. Yeah, so obviously questions about the wiener is not a big deal. Um, hey, Mr. Holkins, what dark deed did you commit to earn a golden wish ring from Patrick Rothfuss? This is from Richard Allen in Perth, Australia. You spent a lot of money for children in hospitals. No, I had to bid for it. Um, and I, so occasionally we see items at the child's play. I'm sweating a little bit, because just remembering it. Um, occasionally we see items that we want to bid on, and it seemed like, it seemed like a favor from Patrick Rothfuss was a good Investment? thing to have. And then the bidding kept going up, and then I felt like I couldn't not do it. So I, I got the golden wish ring from Patrick Rothfuss by spending ten thousand dollars to, child, to child's play. To child's play. Oh, that red one is a repeat. Um, I don't. I don't even know what this is, Matt in Des Moines. I don't think that's how you say it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> because you know, um, it says, but too many bones. No. I'm doing one. Yeah. See if you can find one that has a question in it. Yeah. Just for kicks. Wouldn't just to fucking novel? change it up. This is literally the same one about a one-night stand. Listen, I'm telling you, it, it seems like there's some demand in the marketplace. Um, it could be a different one. Um, for Mike, if you were to get, uh, if you have one word to want to get into the Star Wars EU, what's a good storyline to start from? So the EU sort of got rebooted. Yeah, I guess, why would you get into it now? All that stuff is no longer canon. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could go back and get it, and you just, I guess you'd know. I mean, if you want to go back and read that stuff, I think a great place to start is the X-Wing series. I thought that was, yeah, one person like it. <laughs> I thought it's, that it's was a great author. series. Uh, yeah. Michael it's great material. Um, um, no, I, I really liked X-Wing. Um, obviously... I think I, anything Karen Travis wrote. Yeah, Karen Travis is somewhat great. again. Karen Travis yeah. is somewhat controversial in that space because I mean her focus is on trying to tell human stories in that and well, and she she wrote those stories in a way that a lot of people don't approach Star Wars, where she's like, okay, let's say that you do live in this galaxy where 
every couple years it's destroyed by these Jedi. Like, you wouldn't even like the good Jedi. No, they're all assholes. They're all assholes. Their fight <clears throat> kills millions of people every 10 years or so. Like, just get rid of all of them. Yeah, exactly. That's, I, that would be a great story. Um, for Jerry, what is your current favorite song, the one you seem to go back to more often these days? Oh, man. God, that's tough. Because I, I basically have to listen. It's like I would, I would have to scrape through like the top 20% of my brain just to get through the... So I have to listen to Katy Perry every morning <laughs> for 25 minutes. <laughs> One verse. No, no. I, 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 have to, I have to listen to it a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in, God, in, terms, in terms of the one that I, I keep going to, usually it's, just, it's whatever Dave has sent me on Spotify uh, so that I can listen to it and feel young. All right, I have one. Uh, for Mike, are you still of the opinion that if Jerry goes first, you will stop Penny Arcade? Bonus question. If you go first, what song should the site play while, you di while displaying your black and white picture? P.S. Please don't die before I do. It would break my heart. Seeing as I'm 25, you need to live another 70 years. Thank you. <laughs> That's dark. Uh, if Jerry dies, would I stop Penny Arcade? Yeah, absolutely. I would just make children's books or do whatever. Right. Um, bonus question. Yeah, you have to play Fast Car on the site <laughs> with just black and white photos of me fading into one another. Right. Occasionally with cars. Yeah. In the background. Or that, what's that fucking Green Day song that they play at every funeral? Like the Time of Your Life? Yeah. Yeah. That's not my favorite song. Um, Jerry, what word do you love so much that you try to use it all the time and sneak it into regular everyday conversations? It's easy. Delicious. Delicious is a big one, but it's continuum. Mm, you do that too, yeah. Well, it's probably 30 times a day. Oh, hey, Mike, what word does Jerry actually say all the time? Delicious. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious is just like the, also, it's like, it's like the Swiss make, Army knife of adjectives, right? You make noises, too. What, what do you mean, noises? You have, like, noises that you do all the time. Like, you do that, brap, brap. Brap, brap? You do it all the time. <laughs> Mike and Jerry. Penny Arcade is, I think this is another repeat. Yes, it is. It's me. It's fine. I got more. <clears throat> I enjoy the spontaneous AMAs you occasionally host for your offspring. I'm glad. Um, I especially enjoy how they sound so nerdy in exactly your kind of way and how much joy and amusement that seems to bring you. So I ask you, what is the most amusingly erudite shit uh, your children have said or done lately? Is that like a warm climate with very little water? <laughs> I love you. Uh, Matthew 2.0, the World Wide Web. Yeah, I... I they, they want to do it all the time. They want to do it more often than I want to let them do it. That's been my experience. Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, well, <laughs> so Elliot, Elliot will say, hey, Dad, I just want to review all the food we have in the cupboard. Let's do it on Twitter. And it's like, no, son, that's not a, that's not a good form factor. Yeah. You know, you have to consider the audience. You know, they don't necessarily want that all the time. Um, most, the most amusingly erudite shit. Uh, well... 
honestly, the craziest thing, the thing that I think is weird, well, the reason they talk like that is because even when they were babies, I spoke to them exactly the way I'm speaking to you now. And then they would, they would just ask me what all the words I was saying meant, and I would tell them. And then I would use another word, and I would have to tell them that. Yeah. So Elliot, I don't know, I've cursed him with it, basically. Right? I've yeah, imprinted, it's a burden. I, I've imprinted it on him. Um, but the most, the, the f- most fascinating thing is um, that Ronya can make a song. Is she's like a Markov generator? Have you ever seen these? Where it's like she just absorbs pop music and then she can produce a pop song on command. Wow. So, so, so sometimes I'll just start playing the guitar. And you've heard this, Gavin, right? Sometimes I'll just start playing the guitar and then she'll just drop something that you would hear on the radio. Wow. Except it's completely original shit. I don't know. I love it. That's, that's my retirement plan. Uh, is there a possible future in which Penny Arcade might release craft microbrew homebrew adult beverages? Would they... Hold on. Hold on. It gets better. Would they have Lovecraftian names? Ah! Stop this it! Is, this is from Gideon Reese in Indiana. It's funny. We've actually talked about doing, uh, for PAX West, a series of AI brews like that I think would be super fun. I don't even drink beer. I think that would be cool. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I just I saw a new future unfold. You want to have somebody make some microbrews for us? That's let's have that life. Seems like a good one. We can have that one. All right. I'm back. When you gonna eat a century egg, Jared? No! This is from Drew, uh, the live stream, always. Yeah, there's some, some kind of food there that, that Josh picked up that's like a, what is it, like a pickled egg? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't it's know. It's a whole egg, though, with it's like a, a whole... fetus in it. Yeah, yeah, that's the right sound. No, the odds that that's, that's not gonna happen. Are you just supposed to, like, tuck it in, like, the whole thing? Do you chew it, or do you just, like, Swallow it down? God, dude, listen, I don't want to know. Uh, what's that? Soup? You can put it in soup. Oh, there we go. Uh, how has the business changed since Koo left? Does he still check in from time to time, or has he cut all ties and left you bitches blowing in the wind? <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Skelevander uh, off our packs. Um, he hasn't checked in with us. Um, in terms of how the business has changed since he left, um, mostly it's just been a refocus of the priorities of the company and then trying to, and then bringing in new people uh, to help us execute some of those. So you might have seen, if you, if you saw For the Watch uh, on my team, our peacekeeper was Elissa Grant, who is our new project manager, and she has been, uh, she's just been incredible. Um, Lydia has taken over the uh, sort of merchandise management stuff, so you might see her on the floor down at the stores, um, but she's basically helping us make the next generation of cool Penny Arcade merchandise. Mike Buland, uh, our new engineer, is some kind of goddamn sorcerer, um, and it's just, it's just been a real pleasure. Every time I roll in there, there is somebody at that company showing me a new showing me a new path of something that, something that we can execute 
Something that maybe only we can execute, honestly. So, I don't know. I'm having a really good time. If you wanted to actually produce a Penny Arcade animated series and could hand it off to any existing shows, writers, and animators, who would you pick to do all the hard work for you? I, now, would, I would, in a heartbeat, it would be the Teen Titans guys. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God, that show is so... Like, it's my kids watch a hell. lot of cartoons. Oh, yeah, you, a lot of this stuff you have to endure. Yeah, and some of it is just garbage. Most of it is garbage. Um, but Teen Titans, like, Kara and I will sit and watch that with the boys. Um, that show is legit funny. Well, yeah, and I think, for me, like, a long time ago, the fantasy was, oh, hey, a, a show about Penny Arcade itself... But when I think about what I'd like to see as a show, it's always one of the, one of the worlds, for lack of a better term, right? Like, oh, I think yeah. about the Ironwood or Automata. Like, yeah. I think if I could give, like, the, the Korra and Airbender team that's putting together the Voltron The Voltron series, guys, if they did give, Ironwood? Give them the Ironwood and see what that looks like. Like, that would be bonkersville. Yeah. Right? I think we have time for one more. One more. If you could eat any endangered species, <laughs> what would it be? I don't know enough endangered species to even know what I would want to eat. I'd, I'm probably eating them all the time, and I don't know. Uh, what would the next step for PAX be if you had your way? PAX Theme Park, PAX Arcade, PAX Restaurant, PAX Miniature Golf, a clinic designed to cure the PAX Pox, PAX on Ice, PAX Hotel. PAX uh, on Ice? That sounds pretty cool. That's, obviously, that would elevate yeah. the class factor substantially. Um, the, the very, very next step for PAX is obviously PAX Unplugged. Uh, yep, I mean, you've, you've, you have seen Tabletop. You've seen how it expands and uh, is crazy pants at virtually every show. Uh, we recognized it. We saw it. Uh, there's going to be a show that is just that kind of awesome shit. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you very much. When I cast the pot, it's like I cast the rod Keeping it hard like a motherfucker gas robot I'm really caught, today's fresh catch I mean a podcast, something about nets Yes, it gets better when it's winter I'm fettered by my fish gear Catch and release, get in that crease when my fish near Talk about a plant best laid off that stray And yes, I crave that tuna with his peck fins blade But while I'm glistening from the whole sea You better listen into DLC I got that, I got that wild caught salmon It's tender and it's moist Downloadable content, a podcast of choice Yes. Yeah.